Are you ready to go off script? Let's see how the Bible challenges the roles the world has written for us. Hey everyone, this is our second answer in our series on responding to your questions and comments. In Offscript 38, Killing in War, Christian View of Violence, we discuss whether it's appropriate for Christians to participate in war, concluding that Jesus' command to love our enemies means that Christians should not kill others. Obviously, a, a minority perspective there. Nonetheless, if you haven't already, check out that episode first before listening or commenting on this one. In this episode, we respond to Zach's comment. So here is our answer to that question. Episode off script 43, can Christians use non-lethal violence? Our second comment comes from Zach, who commented on off script episode 38, Killing in War, A Christian View of Violence. And he said, I really enjoyed this episode. It challenged my current worldview with scripture, a very good thing, even if not pleasant at times. <laughs> I do have a few questions. Number one, can non-lethal self-defense be put under confrontational non-resistance, or is it always finding exceptions to Jesus' commands? Um, my answer to your question, Zach, is yes. Uh, non-lethal self-defense can be put under confrontational non-resistance. Jesus doesn't say, don't use violence. That's not what he said. That's not the teaching of Jesus. He doesn't say, always avoid physical contact. I'm sorry, he just didn't say that. What Jesus said is much, much deeper and more profound. He said, love your enemies. And that involves certainly a lot more than just avoiding physical contact or of avoiding coercive force. So if using, in other words, if using coercive force is for that person's good, then it's not only permissible, it's obligatory. And then Zach continues, for example, in the highly unlikely event that I would be walking down a busy street and someone pulled out a gun and started shooting other people slash family slash etc. Would it be against the Bible to, if I had been, if I had the training, disarm the individual? No, Zach, not at all. But I, w I would say this, you want to be careful because it's important to use wisdom and not just human wisdom, but God's wisdom. Because if you get involved in a situation, there are huge risks that you have to take into consideration. In other words, let's say somebody's shooting people and, and you have the training, whatever that means. That doesn't mean that your training is going to work just the way you trained for it to work. <laughs> I mean, you could watch a lot of... Uh, Chuck Norris movies and shows, but the real world is, is a crazy random place and all kinds of things can happen. So you definitely want to have settled in your heart, first of all, that Jesus has broken the power of death, that resurrection is a future reality, and that therefore you can break your commitment on the one hand to violence and on the other hand to cowardliness and be free to do what God instructs you to do. So what I would, what I would recommend is that you would pray. First and foremost, if at all possible, get quiet, even just for a second, and pray and ask God what he wants you to do. Maybe not all situations that would be possible, but I would highly recommend it if that's at all possible, because you really want to be acting out of what God's wisdom is for you in that moment. And then, and then act on it. And if you're not getting any wisdom from God, just take cover. 
because I don't want you to get shot too. <laughs> so, but I mean, God's wisdom is, is probably going to be off the wall. I mean, if, if, you, if you look at the example of Jesus, what he does is not within the stereotypical range of responses. For example, Peter slices off not only one of the people that are coming to attack him, but it's the servant of the high priest. I mean, this is like one of the, this is a well-connected person. You know, if it was just like a random soldier's ear that he cut off, it wouldn't be such a big deal. Mm. But I mean, it's, it's really, he's really caused quite a mess. So the, the ears there on the ground, it's like Mr. Potato Head. Oh right? my God. It's just totally gross. <laughs> but the ear, just like pause the camera there, the ears on the ground, the, Peter's like got this strained look on his face. Jesus is looking at the ear on the ground and we have the whole scene pause. What are his options? Well, it's either to bum rush everybody and push them back and then run the other way, you know, like engage with some sort of physical way or run away himself because like Peter's doing this as a distraction so Jesus can get out. So it's either fight or flight. I mean, that's usually going to be your typical response. Now we, we press pause and put the camera in slow motion. What does Jesus do? Does he, does he shout like Braveheart and, and, and yell freedom and, and, and pick up another sword or a rock and just go nuts? No. Does he run away? Does he take advantage of the distraction and run away? No. He picks up the ear and he puts it back on the guy's head. Like Mr. Potato Head. Like oh. Mr. That's, <laughs> I mean, that is not one of the options in that scenario, right? And Jesus did that all the time. I call it the third option. So what I'm saying to, to Zach and to anybody else, if you find yourself in one of these situations, is that you really want to be hearing from God. And if you're not a person of faith, look, this doesn't apply to you then. But if, if you really believe that God raised Jesus from the dead, if you really believe that God is alive and at work in the world today, if you really believe that faith is not just for propositions, but for life as well, then why wouldn't God speak to one of his people in an intense, scary situation like this to bring the optimal resolution? So it may be to tell a joke to the terrorist. <laughs> you know, it may be mm -hmm. to uh, say a word or, or speak of forgiveness or to rush at them and tackle them to the ground or a thousand other things that you wouldn't think of based on just your five senses and your, and your personal experiences. So that's, that's what I would say. Killing them, that's not loving. So I'm, I'm going to put the stop there. So, you know, but that wasn't your question anyhow. You, your question was non-lethal mm -hmm. or disarming. And I would say, yeah, a qualified yes. <laughs> I would also say um, before the situation, a situation like that ever occurs or you ever encounter a situation like that in your life, um, it is an important skill that we all should work on listening for God in the everyday. I believe God speaks to his people so much more than most of us are aware. I think some of us um, are aware of it sometimes and then either choose to obey or choose to disregard. But I think listening for God and developing the habit of listening for God and then following through on what he asks of us in the everyday before situations become so volatile, if you have worked that muscle of listening to God and then obeying him, in a moment like that, you'll be prepared um, when, and when everything is going crazy and everything is haywire, you will have worked that muscle so that you can hear from God, be clearly convinced of what he wants you to do, and then follow through. Right. And that's such a great point. So the, the daily training of your Christian life yeah. should be something that prepares you for these kinds of moments. And I, and, I, and I think, too, sometimes God doesn't speak. All right. So if God doesn't speak, mm -hmm. you really should just take a back seat to the situation. Well, I don't know if I should say that. You should Sometimes there, there's some, well, or maybe just self-sacrificially get in the way. I, I, I don't know. Mm -hmm. It really depends on the situation. Certainly in our society in America, 
the way the police work, I mean, you could call the police from your cell phone, which I think is a huge step forward in human progress <laughs> to, to have a dedicated group of people who, who are on board with that, you know. Any points you want to make, Dan? Hmm. Also, I just wanted to mention that if you are unsatisfied with our response, I realize, of course, on the responses where we disagree with you, it's highly likely that you will be unsatisfied. Hey, come back on and leave another comment and give a comment to our comment. And let's keep the dialogue going because we want to learn from each other and grow. Thank you so much, everyone. Thank you for giving us these comments. We have asked you to do this for a long time, and it is our pleasure um, to have a conversation with you guys and finally be responding. We are going to continue to answer more questions um, from you all on our next episode. We know it's heavy topics. You guys have sent us very thoughtful um, questions and comments. Um, it's going to be our pleasure to respond. So let's talk to you guys next time. We love you. Check out the episode this response referred to number 38 killing a war i have a link to that in the show notes as well as a link to a full-length debate that we posted on restitutio between christians from different perspectives on the question of the just war theory and uh, highly recommend if you haven't listened to that already it's on youtube it's also on restitutio the main restitutio and it's a debate between uh between david Brousseau and Peter Kreeft. Uh, so it's really uh, some real heavy hitters on either side of that discussion. Check that out and stay tuned for next time when we, uh, we, we discuss the ban on Muslim immigrants and read out a comment from someone who strongly disagreed with what we had said on that episode. So see you next time as we seek to get off the world script and live out authentic Christianity.